VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today with analysis of last night's State of the Union address. Last evening, President Biden gave his State of the Union speech. Uh, No word on the communist Chinese surveillance balloon that flew across the country. No word on all the invasion on the southwest border to which he would take responsibility. No word on people suffering due to inflation. No word on how we've become so dependent on other nations for our energy supply. But what we did hear was a lot about strength. Few quotes, we're the only country that has emerged from every crisis we've ever entered stronger than we've got into it. Another place, but to maintain the strongest economy in the world, we need the best infrastructure in the world. Later, As we emerge from this crisis uh, stronger, we've also got to double down on prosecuting criminals who stole relief money and goes on from there. Another point, today we're in the strongest position in decades to compete with China or anyone else in the world. Anyone else in the world, he emphasized. Another place, because the soul of the nation is strong, because the backbone of this nation is strong, because the people of this nation are strong, the state of the union is strong. Well, with analysis of last night's address on a number of issues, we welcome Robert Knight. He is a former Los Angeles Times news editor and uh, also a columnist for the Washington Times and contributes to other publications. Uh, Robert has held senior positions in a number of pro-family organizations. He's written uh, uh, several books, The Coming Communist Wave, What Happens If the Left Captures All Three Branches of Government?, Liberty on the Brink, and also Crooked, what really happened in the 2020 election and how to stop the fraud. Bob, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Always good to be on with you, Jim. Uh, So we heard a lot about strength from him last evening. We're going to get your analysis in just a bit. But, uh, Bob, what a a different start to the speech even last night by uh, after he uh, introduces, uh, uh, you know, addresses the vice president, and uh, uh, also the uh, uh, the speaker indicates, and by the way, Chief Justice, I may need a court order. Uh, she gets to go to the game tomorrow next week. I have to stay home. we got to work something out here. I mean, what an awkward way to start a national address. Well, it is, and the big game is next week. It's this Sunday. Yes. <laughs> Assume he's talking about the Super Bowl, uh, but he doesn't really know what day of the week it is. Uh, yeah, he did the usual hello to everybody, kind of glad-handing everybody around the room, which is fine. I mean, a president should sure. at least at least pretend to be the president for all the people, including his opponents. Uh, but then he, you know, he he talked about unity. Uh, but this is the same guy who, as soon as he was inaugurated, started talking about Republicans being semi-fascists and how white supremacy was the greatest security threat we faced in the nation, and that uh, uh, Georgia had passed this election law, which is a perfectly good election law, called it Jim Crow 2.0, stirring up racial resentment. And he has the gall to say, well, he's he's a unifying yeah. president. He, he he'll bring us all together. Yeah, and we'll break that down further. But the other thing in his introduction, he referred to Chuck Schumer as the Senate minority leader. <laughs> yeah, he stumbled a little bit. I noticed in the transcript they, they had the him calling him majority leader with no mention that he called him minority leader, I think, twice. And then, and then he kind of did a self-correction a sentence later. Right, right. Uh, I wonder if somebody signaled him. I mean, did Schumer himself look appalled or what? Well, he looked a little bit strange at the time. And, and then, a matter of fact, I've got the, the New York Times printed out the full transcript. It says, congratulations to Chuck Schumer, another, you know, another term as Senate minority leader. You know, I think you only this time you have a slightly bigger majority, Mr. Leader. You're the majority leader about that much bigger. And then Chuck Schumer held up one <laughs> finger to show, yes, I'm, I'm one member larger, you know, so... Wow, I'm so surprised the New York Times actually did it straightforward. I mean, usually they clean up after him. Right. Well, there, yeah, it wasn't clean up on, on this particular one. But yes, the call for unity when, in fact, there's a lot of division that he has sown as president. Yeah, as soon as he got into office, he was uh, spreading racial resentment like crazy, uh, full of anti-cop rhetoric, uh, uh, just promulgating 
and expanding the idea that police are at war with black people in this country, uh, which is anything but the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the black the, the black community is rife with violence because it's young black men committing it. I mean, we know that. Everybody knows that. The communities that have defunded the police are now experiencing sharp rises in crime of all kinds, from murder to rape. Uh, they, they are the people themselves want the police around to protect them, uh, and yeah, there are some bad apples. But the Democrats and Joe Biden have expanded a few bad apples into the face of policing in America, and that's and it's not only unfair; it's dangerous mm-hmm. because it's 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 sowing racial resentment, and you know that you have a few people on the fringe, few nutcases think I got to do something about this, and. And you see what happens. There's more violence. Bob, another thing he, he has been obsessed with is January 6th and called this the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War. And many are yeah. thinking, has he forgotten about, you know, let's go to 1814 with the British soldiers burning the Capitol during the War of, uh, you know, in the, there was a War of 1812 as well. Uh, what about the attack on Pearl Harbor? What about 9-11? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's absurd, and and you know, he even blamed the attack on Paul Pelosi, you know Nancy Pelosi's husband, mm-hmm. the guy who wielded the hammer against him, and you've probably seen the videotape. Yeah, he said, "This is I'm quoting from the transcript just a few months ago, unhinged by the big lie, meaning uh, Republicans' concern that there was vote fraud in 2020, an assailant unleashed political violence in the home of then Speaker of the House." this Speaker of the House, using the very same language that insurrectionists who stalked these halls chanted on January 6th. Well, that, that boy, talk about a bait-and-switch. For one thing, the assailant uh, was some, you know, watered-down hippie who lived with Black Lives Matter banners and, and gay pride banners uh, in the House uh, next to which his van sat. I mean, this guy was... He, Biden's making him out to be a young Republican. (laughs) uh, Just guilt by association is nothing new with Biden. Mm -hmm. Indeed. Uh, Bob, just looking at some other aspects, I'm going to uh, some different topics we're going to talk about briefly. uh, China, immigration, uh, and fentanyl, Mm -hmm. Social Security, etc. Let's hear one of these clips and we'll have you comment on it. This is a a statement pertaining to China. Autocracy has grown weaker, not stronger. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. He was red in face almost as he's saying this. And and I'm I'm sure that there would be several leaders who would say, yeah, I'd like to have that large economy. Oh, yeah, and and the kind of power he wields. Mm -hmm. He's the world's most powerful dictator right now. Yeah, I'm afraid there are people who would aspire to that. Uh, And what's he trying to prove, yelling like that? Yeah. I mean, that, (laughs) that, that... Anybody who disagrees with him is a nutcase when he's kind of acting a little nutty himself. Did it shock you that he didn't mention the balloon? I mean, the whole. Uh, Well, it didn't shock me a bit. It's such an embarrassment. You know, for more than a week, the balloon lazily flew over the country and and did whatever it did uh, until we shot it down over Carolina. Uh, And now they're claiming that there were three balloons during the Trump administration, but nobody told the Trump intelligence officials. So I'm wondering, how did they even know? I mean, it's like once you spin a lie, uh, yeah. you have to protect it with many more lies. And, and they're uh, say- the only, the and only they're saying- oblique reference he gave to the balloon was that uh, just he rattled the sword at China and said, you know, we're not going to uh, be intimidated by you. Right. That, that's all he said, really. You know, it's also interesting that if indeed, and we have these unnamed spokespeople who are telling us about, uh, you know, three balloons during the Trump administration, of which, you know, the highest level officials deny that taking place. But they said, well, they didn't have the de- the detection equipment, then we have it now. But how do you <laughs> detect something that that was non-detectable before that that is gone? Um, somehow they can go back and recreate, uh, you know, a scenario that they say happened? Uh, Not according to people I know in the intelligence community who said that can't happen. And they said, and by the way, this didn't happen, that the balloons were floating over America and the president didn't know anything about it. 
Uh, a number of uh, former Trump administration officials uh, have come right out and said, mm-hmm. "Come on, this is this is bogus." Even John Bolton, who's no fan of Trump, uh, a comment on immigration here. Here we go. And let's also come together on immigration. Make it a bipartisan issue once again. We know we now have a record number of personnel working to secure the border, arresting 8,000 human smugglers, seizing over 23,000 pounds of fentanyl in just the last several months. We've launched a new border plan last month. Unlawful migration from Cuba Haiti, Nicaragua, and Venezuela has come down 97% as a consequence of that. But American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. And a pathway to citizenship for dreamers. Those on temporary status, farm workers, essential workers. Bob, your thoughts, Sarah? Well, that'll discourage millions and millions more people from trying to get across our border when he's promising them citizenship at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, I don't think Gaul is a big enough word, Jim, to describe his description of the border as basically under control, really secure. Uh, it, it's not at all. The Border Patrol is screaming that they are outgunned, outmanned. They can't stop this flood of humanity. And I just read a story yesterday in the Wall Street Journal, I believe it was, that the toll among the immigrants coming in has reached over 500 a year found dead in the border area. Uh, so there's there's a huge human cost in addition to what yeah. the un, unstoppable immigration is doing to our own country. You know, he also talked about fentanyl and that coming, and and the many congressmen started yelling out, "Border, border!" Here's the clip. Fentanyl is killing more than seventy thousand Americans a year. Big, you got it. So let's launch a major surge to stop fentanyl production and the sale and trafficking with more drug detection machines, inspection cargo, stop pills and powder at the border. So there he is talking about the border-related uh, issue. Uh, talking about the the border issue, uh, or talking about fentanyl, and they're yelling out, border, border, and you hear one congressman yell, it's your fault. Yeah, he's exactly right. Uh, why would we now try to stop fentanyl production? What were we doing before? I mean, this stuff was coming in in elementary form from China and then assembled in, in Mexico. <laughs> and we had the open border allowing it to pour across. And he said fentanyl is killing more than 70,000 Americans a year. I believe it's up around, oh, it's more than 100,000. Uh, and and shows no sign of uh, relenting. And mm-hmm. that's because the border is still wide open no matter what Mr. Biden says. We're going to take a quick break. Robert Knight is with us here today on Crosstalk with analysis of last night's State of the Union address. We're just uh, pulling out some issues here. We're going to be looking at his his comments on, uh, well, his charge saying that the Republicans were wanting to do away with Social Security and Medicare. You'll hear that reaction. Also, what did he have to say about abortion? What about LGBT? More to come. Stay with us. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation seminar speaker with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, during Creation Week, what kinds of fish were created? Chris, the Bible says God created each of the animals after their kind. It says on day five of Creation Week that the fish were the first truly living creature that he created. This was the first use of the term living. On day three, it created plants, but these are never in Scripture referred to as living in the sense that they had blood or the breath of life. Plants are biologically alive, of course, but not living in the sense of having consciousness. On day five, however, the Bible says that the oceans were literally teeming with life. Each basic type of fish was created at that point. Since that time, a lot of varieties, say of the cod or the bass or the sharks, have arisen, but no new basic kinds. God created all things after their kind back in Genesis. 
For more information, visit our website at icr.org. listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Robert Knight with us here today, and uh, we are covering, uh, well, some analysis from last night's State of the Union address. Uh, Robert has been writing uh, newspaper columns for a long, long time. And Robert, you actually have a column that you're making available to our Crosstalk listeners where uh, you cover so many different issues on a regular basis, and uh, uh, you're making these available free of charge to our Crosstalk listeners. Yeah, every Monday morning I send out my Washington Times column uh, to my email list. It's it's free. Uh, I, I don't spam anybody. I, they get the one column, usually with an illustration from the Washington Times. So if, if people want to sign up, they can send me an email directly at robertknight4, that's the numeral 4, at gmail.com. That's my personal email address. I don't mind giving it out over the air. That's robertknight4 at gmail. Dot com, and I've, my website is roberthknight.com. And if you want to go and see where you can buy books and and see my blog, that sort of thing. And and for those who like your 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 weekly column, what do they put in the subject line? Just send your column or sign me up. Oh, just a lot of times it's just sign up. Sign up. Uh, sometimes people write a note saying I enjoyed your. T-. You, you don't have to write anything. Just yeah. hit sign up and send it off if that's what you want to do. Friends, again, there's no charge for that, and and uh, this is the column that he sends to the Washington Times. It'll come to your inbox on your email, but uh, just drop him an email, Robert Knight, and that's with a K, K N I G H T, Robert Knight, then the number four at gmail.com, and just say sign up in the subject line. That's all you have to put in there, Robert Knight four at gmail.com. And again, in the subject line, just sign up. As I mentioned in the uh, introduction, uh, Robert's written a number of books, like The Coming Communist Wave, uh, What Happens If the Left Captures All Three Branches of Government, Liberty on the Brink, Crooked, uh, Dealing with What Happened in the 2020 Election. You'll find other writings there as well. His website is robertheachnight.com, robertheachnight.com. So, Bob, uh, Social Security was a big issue last night and received quite the pushback from uh, congressmen, uh, Republican congressmen, especially uh, as um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene even yelled out the word liar. Uh, We're going to just play the clip here from uh, what he had to say and how he was really stopped by the the booing uh, and, and feedback from the Republican legislators. Let's listen in economy hostage. I get it. Unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they'd go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you. I don't even think it's even a significant. But it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. Folks. So, folks, as we all apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not to be stopped. All right. Interesting back and forth there, Robert. Yeah, it was. And by the way, did he mean conversation when he said conversion? I think you so. Know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think he so. He misspoke. And he also said economic, economic rather than economic. 
I mean, he was misspeaking all over the place, but this was pure demagoguery trying to suggest the Republicans are going to cut Social Security and Medicare. I remember the late uh, Bob Dole used to joke that, oh, it's Halloween time just before election. That's when the Democrats come out and scare old people by Hmm. pretending Republicans are going to cut Social Security. Uh, And that was way back when they said that. But they're still doing it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, they are doing it. And... uh... As a result, there was pushback that came on there. Now, a little bit later, we're going to uh, uh, we'll hear some more uh, information pertaining to this. But let's get one other comment. And that's uh, pertaining to abortion and LGBT. Congress must restore the right that was taken away in Roe v. Wade and protect Roe v. Wade. Give every woman a constant right. The vice president and I are doing everything to protect access to reproductive health care and safeguard patient safety. But already more than a dozen states are enforcing extreme abortion bans. Make no mistake about it. If Congress passes a national ban, I will veto it. But let's also pass. Let's also pass the Bipartisan Equality Act to ensure LGBTQ Americans, especially transgender young people, can live with safety and dignity. Our strength. Extreme abortion bans. Let's cover this first before the LGBT issue. Yeah, he's talking about states that have passed heartbeat bills, uh, where if you detect a heartbeat, you have to protect the child after that. Uh, and other states just have a variety of abortion laws in the books, uh, such as parental consent, uh, no abortions after 15 weeks, uh, or, you know, there, there, it varies. But what's really extreme is what the Democrats have done in several states, including Minnesota and New York, where they have mandated that abortion be available right up to the moment of birth. Yes. In other words, viable babies alive, uh, the, the kind you see in a maternity ward, uh, can be killed viciously with acid and all kinds of ways i won't you know we're on air i don't want to there might be kids listening uh but the the democrats are all for that and biden's all for that and you talk about extreme only less than 14 percent of americans think that abortion ought to be that easy to get right up to the moment of birth and yet the democrats are are painting the republicans as extremists and biden's uh (laughs) playing right into that and as far as LGBTQ, I mean, they are owned uh, and uh, they are a subsidiary of the LGBTQ and abortion movements. Uh, nothing's too weird. Nothing is too abnormal. Uh, they're all for taking kids and convincing them they're the wrong sex, pawning them off on crooked doctors who give them drugs and then recommend surgery. Uh, this, To me, this is child abuse. Uh, obviously ought to be outlawed in every state in the country. In fact, I wouldn't, a federal law, put it in the criminal code. You cannot uh, operate or give dangerous puberty-blocking drugs and cross-hormones to children uh, who are minors. Just make it, keep these uh, predators away from our kids. You know, it was very disturbing to read on LifeNews.com today of at least two Democrat lawmakers that went to the State of the Union address wearing abortion pins. Uh, There are pictures on display, LifeNews.com. One of those was uh, uh, U.S. Senator Ed uh, Markey. Uh, Then there was also Representative uh, Dean out of Pennsylvania, both of posting photos of themselves on social media wearing these golden lapel pins that read abortion with a uh, stylized O with a heart inside it. And and uh, very troubling to see that. We know that there are those who advocate for life that were the precious feet uh, replica, but uh, those promoting the killing of the unborn, uh, the preborn, is just very disturbing. Yeah, and you know, it, I wrote a column this week about the devil getting more and more bold. Yes, I mean, and we, yep. we just saw it at the Grammys the yep. other night. They had an actually satanic act with a non-binary performer and complete with satanic symbols and red coloring. I mean, it was just bizarre, and that's the Grammy Awards. Uh, but the, I said the devil is getting more and more overt because the, the satanic temple has announced it's going to hold abortion rituals, religious ceremonies, 
celebrating abortion. I mean, talk about a perverse uh, way to look at life. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and there's, uh, there's the President of the United States basically celebrating abortion as a good thing. Uh, boy, long, uh, long past are the days when even Bill Clinton said abortion ought to be safe, legal, and rare. Yeah. They're not even pretending they want to limit abortion in any way. And as far as the uh, LGBTQ, they want to pass the Equality Act. Uh, that would put Christians in particular in the crosshairs of every ACLU lawyer in the country. It uh, basically turns biblical morality into a form of bigotry actionable under the law. Uh, you think it, it right now it's happening to bakers, florists, wedding planners, uh, all across the country because of the, the fake marriage law that the Supreme Court came up with. Uh, but this would affect everybody. Um, you, you just really couldn't do business in the country anymore unless you bowed to the LGBTQ agenda, uh, whatever it is, because it just keeps changing and getting more perverse by the day. If your library won't hold drag queen story hour, are you going to be held liable? I mean, it's it's getting crazy, and it's got to be stopped. It is, and that's what Sarah Huckabee Sanders brought out on many fronts. Let's air a couple clips from her. She gave the Republican response, and uh, she's the newest governor uh, for Arkansas, the youngest governor, and uh, here's how she began her State of the Union response. Being a mom to three young children taught me not to believe every story I hear. So forgive me for not believing much of anything. I heard tonight from President Biden, from out of control inflation and violent crime to the dangerous border crisis and threat from China, Biden and the Democrats have failed you. They know it and you know it. And it's time for a change. And uh, let me play a couple more and then we'll have Bob comment as she talked about, uh, well, what is normal? Whether Joe Biden believes this madness or is simply too weak to resist it. His administration has been completely hijacked by the radical left. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. Normal or crazy, Bob? Yeah, and and to that I would add right or wrong. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, it, left and right don't, just don't do it anymore mm-hmm. because there's some nutcases even on the, over on the right that are backing the whole LGBTQ thing. Uh, but, you know, we've gone so far beyond tolerance uh, to a point where we have mandatory celebration or else. And uh, I think a lot of Americans are waking up to that. That's why there's a school choice revolution going on in the country. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they, I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders referenced that, too, that we want education that's real education, not indoctrination. She also gave some contrast here. We'll hear it as we go into the break. I'll be the first to admit President Biden and I don't have a lot in common. I'm for freedom. He's for government control. At 40, I'm the youngest governor in the country. And at 80, he's the oldest president in American history. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Interesting comments. We're going to take a quick break. Robert Knight is our guest here today on Crosstalk, and we're opening our phone lines, friends. Your comments, uh, perhaps your question here for our guest, our number 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Year after year, generation after generation, we as Americans enjoy the right and opportunity to let our voices be heard through the election of our governing officials. With over 200 years of peaceful transition from one elected body to another, the stability of America's republic stands alone among nations. Our founders pledged their life, their fortune, and their sacred honor in the establishment of this nation. Our country's founding documents have guided this nation and are the substance by which today's laws are judged. Do you own a copy of the Constitution? Documents of Freedom is a pocket-sized booklet containing the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and all other amendments passed. 
The booklet also features the Declaration of Independence and Washington's Farewell. Documents of Freedom is available for a donation of $5 or more to VCY America and can be made by calling 1-800-729-9829. That's 1-800-729-9829. Analysis of the State of the Union Address, our topic today with Robert Knight. And by the way, our phone number, 800-733-9829, 1-800-733-9829. Uh, the clips that you've heard today may be the only clips that you have heard of the State of the Union Address, your reaction even to what you've heard so far today. And uh, we would welcome your phone calls. Uh, by the way, again, if you'd like to receive Robert's columns, uh, all you have to do is send him an email to Robert. Knight, the number four, at gmail.com. Robert Knight, four, at gmail.com. And just write the word sign up in the subject line. He'll get you added. You'll get his weekly columns that are sent off to the Washington Times. And uh, stay informed and get his perspective on a number of issues uh, that are taking place across this nation. Bob, you heard that clip uh, right before the break there from Sarah Huckabee Sanders and and uh, where she gave those contrasts between her and President Biden. Uh, your reaction to that? I think that was their finest moment, actually, about the president surrendering to a woke mob mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't even know what a woman is. Uh, you know, that sums it up. Uh, sometimes a word picture is more powerful than stringing along a series of uh, facts and figures. Uh, Sarah also spent some time talking about how she and President Trump flew into a combat area in Iraq and surprised the troops at Christmas. Yes. How she had to leave her family to do this. It was very emotional. And I was I was thinking, you know, uh, we're, the Republicans, it took years for them to learn that a good speech isn't all about facts and figures. It's about pulling heartstrings. And we learned that from Bill Clinton way back. So he said, I'll feel your pain. And uh, as I just remember uh, George Bush, the, the first one, uh, looking at his watch and reeling off some figures. And Clinton just walked toward a ponytail haired guy and and with all the empathy in the world. So now we we have a lot of politicians doing that, and some of them do it very well. And uh, Sarah came across as genuine, I think. Okay, let's go to the phone lines here. Zach is calling from River Falls, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hi. um, So I had a couple comments. Um, When you end your own child's future, you end your own nation's future. And uh, also, I remember President Trump's State of the Union a couple years ago, and, uh, and the resistance that was met from the Democrats, um, I, I was just, I, I couldn't understand it. Um, you know, was, things were good, things were prosperous, affordable, um, but, you know, now waking up in today's world, I, uh, I know why uh, they acted the way they did. Okay. Thank you, Zach, for your, your comment there. Uh, one of the things that there was always the, that visual representation, whether it be all the congresswomen, you know, wearing white or something in that nature. Remember that, Bob? Or you remember Nancy yeah. Pelosi just ripping the speech up behind the president? Yeah, both of those things. They, they, uh, it, it, it was just oxymoronic that these uh, hard left women congressmen who were all about abortion uh, were wearing white. You know the color of purity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what they do. That's what the devil does. You know he takes what's good and right and and perverts it. And that's that's what they did. Our phone number to crosstalk eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Uh, we've got Ralph in South Dakota. Ralph, you're on the air. Hey, yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if I can comment on everything I want to, but regarding the the Social Security thing, you know, he said that some want to sunset it. Well, did he even know what he was saying? Because nobody's suggesting that you completely do away with it, but it certainly, there need to be changes made to keep it solvent. Well, the, the words, then, yeah, let me, ju- be, before we go on, the president used the terms that there are some who want to sunset Social Security and Medicare. That means to do away with them, wipe them off, and that is not the case. And that's what that's what there was immediate reaction coming from the uh, Republican uh, members of the uh, House and Senate in that regard. Right. Yeah. And then um, on the abortion, you know, they and this has been going on a long time. You know, they use the term women's health 
for abortion while like a woman that's pregnant isn't healthy or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's gotten to the point where at least this president and the administration, I have said it's like Isaiah said, you know, they call evil good and good mm. evil. Bitter is sweet, sweet is bitter. And that's that's kind of where we're at. You know, he's, I think he's just been, I mean, I think the Chinese Communist Party has just, he does whatever they tell him to because they've got the goods on him. Ralph, thank you for the comment. Bob, uh, your response. Well, they, <laughs> I, I think it was a good, uh, good comment. Uh, they, they do call evil good and good evil. And the terms for uh, the culture war in particular bring that out, like abortion care instead of just abortion. Uh, reproductive health care, that means abortion. Uh, even transgender care, you see that in headlines. And Transgender care is taking some poor, confused kid, uh, convincing him that he really is the opposite sex, and then leading them toward drugs and then perhaps surgery. I mean, this this is, I can't say enough how horrendous and, and demonic uh, this whole transgender agenda is. Your heart has to go out to people who have gender dysphoria, who really are confused about who they are, but the last thing you do when somebody's confused is further their confusion, aid and abet it, and push them in a dangerous direction. Uh, <laughs> these drugs are not good for anybody. Uh, they have profound health side effects. And the, they try to use the suicide rate as an excuse for pushing more kids into this. Uh, you know, better trans than dead is one of their slogans, uh, which is nonsense uh, because when you have somebody who's, got a psychiatric problem, which is when you identify with the opposite sex, you are psychologically uh, in trouble. Uh, you get them help. You don't push them further along this track that's hurting them. And a lot of these people who do transition do, in fact, eventually commit suicide because they realize what they've done later. It's too late, and they can't live with it. That's the part they don't tell you. Let's go to Robert next in Glendale. You're on the air. Well, good afternoon, Brother Jim and Brother Robert. Hey, um, hello. I've been watching. Hello, can you hear me now? Go ahead. Yep. Yes. Um, I'm calling in response to what's going on here, but I've been watching uh, Mr. Biden for a while now, just watching him. And the more exposure that comes out about his son and about his daughter's diaries of. Uh, incest and so on and so forth, taking showers with her and whatnot. He's becoming more and more pro-abortion in the mentality that maybe that would have been a good thing for those two children, you know? So, uh, and he's just a reprobate man. It's sad that he is so a reprobate uh, because his eventual outcome will be the lake of fire. And this is the reason, Robert, why uh, we need to be in prayer for this president and uh, for cabinet members and actually for all public officials, as, as Paul writes to Timothy, to pray for kings, for those that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. And certainly our desire is for each person, it doesn't matter if they have a D behind their name or an R, that they come to saving faith in Christ. That's so critically important. But uh, uh, it, it, there seems to be a growing rabidness on this aspect of abortion, Bob. Oh, there is. I, I think because, well, they've been enraged since the court overturned Roe v. Wade last June. Mm -hmm. And, of course, that's led to violence at more than 100 churches and crisis pregnancy centers. I think it's nearing 200 altogether now. Um, and, and, of course, the Justice Department and the FBI are doing almost nothing uh, about that, and yet they're going after pro-lifers who are praying quietly on sidewalks. Yeah. And they ra raided the home of one pro-lifer who had shoved a pro-abortion escort who had been picking on his son a year ago. Mm -hmm. And they, they court threw it out, said there's nothing to see here. Uh, they tried to revive it. They threw it out again. And then Gord, uh, Merrick Garland unleashed his FBI and, and, and arrested the guy in a raid at his home a year later. I mean, it's just, this is a politically charged yeah. suppression. And it's uh, going to continue. It's promised to continue from the Attorney General's office, too. Uh, let's go to Randy in Farmington, West Virginia. You're on the air, Randy. Yes, sir. Uh, 
wanted to speak about the, the lie that was told about the Social Security and the Medicare. Yeah. Yeah. That was Senator Scott in, in uh, Florida. Now, uh, that was exactly the only thing that was ever said about that, and he was trying to get their attention to fix that problem. And, uh, and of course, Mr. Biden, the, the, the liar he is, can come and talk like that and try to get people excited. The more you listen to him, you figure out Satan's on his side. Thanks for the comments there, Randy. And really, it is that to fan the flames, to scare senior citizens uh, in particular of, of, of uh, you know, that the Republican Party is the, going to be the demise of the nation and their benefits and care for them. They're going to, you know, be left at the curb. I mean, that's the picture that they want to paint. Oh, yeah, that's, the, that's his idea of unity, uh, portraying the Republicans as destroyers. Uh, the other thing he did was take a lot of credit for things that uh, he shouldn't have taken credit for, like the the creation of 12 million jobs in two years, the most ever created in that time period. In fact, more than in any four-year time period. Uh, that, I don't know if I'd call that a lie, but it's a huge stretch because most of those jobs were just jobs that were taken because of the Democrat lockdowns because of COVID all over the country. In fact, he he... he when he said that COVID cost all those jobs, I thought, no, they didn't. It was it was the overweening government locking everybody down, putting healthy people behind doors uh, instead of uh, handling an epidemic in the traditional way of protecting the vulnerable. They they so mishandled that whole thing. I think it cost thousands of lives. Uh, they withheld uh, life-saving treatments uh, by uh, holding out for zero. Uh, uh, vaccination rates. When I say zero, I mean nobody's outside it. Everybody has to be vaccinated. I mean, they they did a lot of things that someday I think they'll be held responsible for. And here he is kind of boasting about his administration's handling of that. Let's go to Maysville, Missouri. We have Jonathan calling. Jonathan, you're on the air. Hi. just wanted to say how much we appreciate UI. We are faithful listeners out of Cameron, Missouri. Hmm. Thank you. And and uh, just wanted to comment. I was telling my wife this morning after hearing the president and uh, Sarah Huckabee last night. What the the thing that really stuck out to me that President Biden said was when he talked about how if we all unite together, there's nothing we can't do. And I thought that's the same thing the people said at the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. And we know and we know what the Lord did there. Yes. So, yeah. Kind of, kind of a dangerous statement to make, you know, even he totally left God out of the picture. And when we, you know, all come together, anything is possible. And that's what it put me in mind of. That was my comment. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, very, very thoughtful comment there, Bob. Yeah, in fact, if it was, uh, if he was arguing on behalf of everything good and decent, it wouldn't sound so uh, uh, evil. <laughs> But given that he's pushing abortion, he's pushing sexual confusion, he's he's brought in inflation at a rate that's just killing us, uh, and and doing so many other things to, frankly, wreck the country. Uh, I think the Tower of Babel uh, analogy is a solid one. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and take more of your phone calls here in the final segment. Don't forget, if you'd like to get Bob's columns uh, that he writes for The Washington Times, uh, just drop him an email, robertknight, the number four, at gmail.com. Just put uh, sign me up in the subject line, and uh, you'll get those each week. And uh, he does not give that email out, uh, address out to others, robertknight4 at gmail.com. A reminder that Knight has a K. We'll be right back. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Frequent guest on my radio show and TV show is Colonel John Mills, who served on the National Security Council staff for two presidents. I also interview regularly Gordon Chang. Gordon Chang recently came out and said this Chinese balloon flying across America reveals that indeed war with China could come at any time. On my radio show on Monday afternoon of this week, Colonel John Mills said what China was doing shows that a strike of some kind could be imminent from China. That what they were gathering was all the information you would need 
to carry out various strikes on America. They were certainly gleaning information to go after America's vulnerable spots, including making sure they have all the information they need on our nuclear triad. Dr. Peter Vincent Pry warned this is one way you would also deliver an EMP to bring down the power grid. Colonel John Mills said this is the most dangerous time in America since the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm Brandon House. This is Crosstalk on VCY America, the website for our guest, Robert Knight, as he's a writer for The Washington Times, writes a regular weekly column. RobertHKnight.com is his web address. You'll find a number of his resources there, RobertHKnight.com. And again, to get uh, the uh, newsletter, or the, the news column, I should say, RobertKnight, the number four, at gmail.com. Let's go right back to the phone lines. Pensacola, uh, Pensacola, Florida. We have Don calling. You're on the air, Don. Yeah, thank you, Jim, and uh, Robert, you as well. I uh, wanted to make the point that whatever Crosstalk says, and most of the callers to Crosstalk, they have Bible verses. They have chapter and verse, and Jim, you do that all the time. They mm-hmm. never have Scripture. I don't think they read or study their Bibles much. No, but sadly, what we hear at the end of a speech like that is, God bless the United States, you know. And it, it's so troubling when we talk about killing the pre-born, and then we ask for God's blessing. That's really troubling. Amen. Thank you for the call, Don. Um, let's uh, pick up William in East Troy, Wisconsin. William, you're on the air. Yeah, Mr. Knight, wanted your opinion, but wanted to say I did order your book, Crooked. Haven't had a chance to read it. It's on the pile, but if it's like any of the other books you've written, I'm sure it's going to be a great uh, read, so thank you for that. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. You know, thankfully our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ as believers, and to think yesterday that many of the Democrats are putting their hope in a guy like Joe Biden, who was just all over the board, didn't even know the name of the ambassador for the Ukraine when he introduced the person, and I just wanted your opinion. How do we support um, our fellow Americans like the Democrats who are cheering the, the reversal of Roe versus Wade, where they are literally endorsing the killing of fellow Americans? How do we, how do we embrace that? I don't think we're supposed to embrace it. No. I think we're supposed to oppose it with everything we've got. Absolutely. Uh, the Bible says to expose the evil deeds. Uh, so we can oppose them. Uh, we're not supposed to get obsessed with them and therefore tainted by exposure to it, but we've got to bring out the truth so people know what to oppose. Uh, we're, you know, I think there's a lot of soft Christianity out there where uh, we're, they're telling people, um, you've got to be nice, and Jesus would never have a uh, opposed any of this stuff because he just wanted to be nice to people. Uh, read your New Testament. Jesus uh, died for sin uh, and opposed it and opposed the Pharisees, who would be our current-day leftists, I'd say. They kind of run all the institutions now, and they're imposing a value system that's alien to that that Jesus uh, proposed or or invented as the creator of all things. So, um, yeah, we should pray for our opponents, pray for our enemies, pray for their conversion, but also pray to stop the evil they're perpetrating. Amen. Thank you so much, and God bless you, and keep up the great work. Thank you, William, for your call here today. I just want to mention, too, I mean, we think of the prophet Jeremiah, how he cried out uh, and and spoke against the sin of the people. Uh, Here's Jeremiah 32, 35, and they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the uh, the, uh, son of Hinnom, to cause their sons and daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech. They sacrificed their children. They aborted their children, so to speak, unto Molech. And Jeremiah said, which I commanded them not, neither came I it into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. Jeremiah recording that. And uh, we need to understand, just as we saw them offer their their children to Molech uh, in the flames, we're just doing the same thing, Bob, when it comes to abortion. Yeah, they did it uh, in the old days for fertility reasons. They thought the crops had come in if they appeased the pagan gods. Uh, Today, I think people are doing it for convenience reasons and out of fear that they won't be able to raise a child. Uh, And they're also encouraged to do so by, like, the people you mentioned earlier, Jim, who actually have these little abortion, uh, 
what, Ed Markey of uh, yeah. Massachusetts, yeah. good Catholic guy, raised Catholic all the way through, all the way up through Boston College, and he still hasn't figured out that maybe the Lord doesn't like abortion. Uh, you know, the people like that, um, I think are, I think repro- reprobate isn't too strong a word. Barbara is next in Washington. You're on the air. Oh, hi. Um, I have to ask myself, why is our government and the other people in charge doing this? What's their goal? What's their purpose? So I'm thinking about what does abortion do? It kills babies, reduces the population. COVID kills people, reduces the population. Same-sex marriage, abnormal sex, prevents people from reproducing in the first place, so it reduces our population, just like Bill Gates said. Hmm. Well... that's a great point. In fact, I've long said there was an iron triangle of uh, abortion, homosexuality, and pornography. Uh, all three work together, and if you look at the organizations that support them, they all give to each other and so forth, and they back leftist candidates. Uh, they all militate against God's sexual order and God's plan for the family. They're all anti-family. They're anti-marriage. Uh, they're very destructive, and the good news is I think they're being found out. I, I honestly believe the gap is widening so much that a lot of people who try to stay neutral are now looking and saying, where's that lifeboat? Uh, is that over at the church over there with those nice people I run into? I, I sure hope so. Maybe, maybe I'll drop in and see what they have to say. Thank you for the call here today. Isaac is next in Phoenix, Arizona. You're on the air. Um, yeah. Am I on? You're on the air. Go ahead. Oh, yes. I was wondering, um, when it comes to some of the things that we're seeing today with uh, rising crime and just this general disillusionment with authority and uh, workforce participation and just, you know, conforming to our system of meritocracy and and work, um, it's almost like anarchy. And I'm wondering if your guests see the possibility that the Democrats or Biden almost have an intentional strategy that emerges at some point from that? Oh, I, I believe so. There, there were a couple uh, academics called Cloward and Piven. They came up with the Cloward-Piven strategy. They and were Bob, actually a married couple. Bob, just to let and, you know, Bob, we have 30 seconds, so go ahead with your answer. Okay, I can, I can do it. Uh, their strategy was uh, create such social chaos that will crash the government system to deal with it, and then people will fall and cry out for full-blown socialism as a result. So I think that the more chaos out there, the bigger the government gets, the more power the government gets, the less we have as individuals. Thank you for your call. And the closing theme is started, friends. I'm sorry we are out of time for the broadcast. Robert Knight with us. Send him an email, Robert Knight, the number four at gmail.com, robertknight4 at gmail.com. Say, sign me up, and he'll you'll get his weekly column, his website, roberthknight.com. Bob, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you, Jim. It's always a blessing. And friends, thanks for tuning in to Crosstalk as we recall what the prophet Hosea said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. We're certainly here to expose the unfruitful, the, uh, the very evil works of darkness. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.